What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another installment of the Dogs Basketball Podcast here on this day, October 18th, a Wednesday, the day after media day of around the Valley teams and coaches and players went to the Enterprise Center to do their usual, uh, you know, interviews, did their usual, you know, media stuff in terms of what we'll see at Arch Madness, the video presentations, all of that stuff. That will be the first thing we dive into to dive into today, along with a lot of other things. And then we will finish this off with talking about the preseason poll that came out, and we will have our own predictions at the very end. I'm Nate Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. And Noah, I mean, we're less than three weeks away. Everyone talked about it yesterday, that once Media Day officially gets here, that's kind of how you know that it's really close and I mean, I feel like this summer hasn't really flew by, and we'll talk about this again, you know, this offseason. It's just thinking back to the months of getting, you know, our team together and stuff. It, it has been a process, but we can't believe it's almost already here again. What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, football season has uh, already flown by. It's obviously homecoming this week with a big football game. But uh, with media day here and seeing the preseason polls and uh, seeing where this team's ranked and be able to – see which guys go up there to St. Louis and hear from them and hear from all the different coaches and players across the conference. It, I mean, it just, it's going to be here before we know it. I mean, get ready for, obviously we'll talk about a secret scrimmage, but November 6th is going to be here um, in a blink of an eye and we'll be on a Monday night in the Ben Terrace Center to see this new Saluki team. Yeah, we're we're really excited for it. And again, when media day hits, we see what everyone else has to offer. And that's what kind of this episode will be today is we'll go through every Valley team that's not us. And we'll kind of just give a dissection of what they have to offer this year. Uh, and then, of course, we'll probably do our our team preview, our season preview next week leading into November. It's the most convenient time probably is next week. So keep an eye out for that. We'll talk about that again at the end. We'll have a recruiting Little recruiting thing as well. We've lost out on a lot more guys here in the last month. We'll dive into all of them. There's actually one that uh, committed today we thought we were going to land. But no, let's kick off with the media day that was yesterday. Uh, Of course, we had players in attendance. We were talking before of who our players could be. Last year, it was Marcus, Lance, and Trent. And at first, I was thinking, well, we know X is going to be there. And it says, well, is Trent going to go again? You're trying to think of those senior leaders or those veterans but Troy got the nod, and that's a good, and that's really good to see. We know Troy is going to be huge for us this year, so it's cool to see him get the nod. So just two players along with Brian that went up there. Uh, a lot of other teams had multiple different players. We'll get some notes around what some other teams said that I that I picked apart that I wanted to mention near the end. But Noah, in our regard, you know, our players talked to Harry, talked, uh, of course, to the media. And there are some notable things. They're wearing the white uniforms, by the way, the ones that we'll see on the thing at Enterprise Center and all that stuff. But um, there were some things that we took apart from what our guys said in this. I can't really recall anything from Brian as much. He was asked a lot about the schedule. And we talked, you know, Harry joked with him, yes, about, you know, oh, a cupcake schedule. He was joking because of all the home games we have. And he got a lot of those questions asked at the podium at the media, but no, they're talking to the players too. And there were some things that even, you know, the biggest question that Harry asked was about the new players and guys that we're going to talk about even next week, but no, some notable things that, that you took from those interviews was when Harry asked Troy about the new guys and even 
someone that you got in touch with to be able to ask a question at the media about even young players? What were those things that you know were important? What things we needed to know ahead of this? Because again, you don't want to go into these and ask the cliche questions, which were a lot of them. We want to know specifics, and these were kind of spe- uh, specific. You know what were those those questions that were answered? Yeah, just obviously uh, a lot of new faces. So he was asked about these new faces. Um, where it went from Yovan to Jarrett to Trey to RJ. And obviously he said a, a lot of things about Kennard Davis, how he's coming here and he's got a Missouri Valley ready body. I mean, at 6'6", 204, he's already weighs more than A.J. Ferguson. A.J. has more slender frame, so kennard has got a body, which doesn't surprise us. And he just mentioned a little bit, him and Sheridan, about see if they're ready to play and – um Somebody in our my Saluki chat that was going to be there asked if uh, we had any questions. And we immediately said, ask about the young guys and see if what kind of impact they could potentially have this true freshman year. And they, he said that they could have a, a a big role and they could make a big impact. But obviously that could be coach speak and because he knows the potential of these two. But um, I can't wait to see, especially those guys and new guys and hearing from Troy and what he's done to get ready, uh, working on that shot of his, because he's going to be um, – he can knock it down. If he's going to improve, it's going to be even better for him and see what he's done with that body than hearing from X and all the things about he's heard of. Yeah, X went on – because him and Harry had an interview early in the offseason about the leadership thing that he went to. They talked a lot about that and what X has to be. Clearly, X is healthy now. He's got nothing that – and doesn't mean when we talked about Troy had something on his leg that now he's full go uh, – yeah, Troy was asked and mentioned all those players and even like the ones that he he mentioned so many and didn't even mention RJ off, off the rip, just thinking of guys, uh, you know, and you can tell whenever your peers and your former players are talking that way about you that, you know, it's making an impact. Even Troy saying how him and Clarence, when Clarence first got there last year, that they were kind of going at it. Like Troy is really that competitive and he can sense competitiveness amongst his teammates. And we've seen clearly in all the videos that it seems like this team is 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 everything that pretty much Brian has said, and we'll jump into that more next week. But, yeah, you know, I feel like Brian would say that about the young guys because it seems clear as day knowing position-wise that those guys can be. And Sheridan has more of a, a road position-wise than even Kennard would. Uh, but we said at, from the get-go, we said this in high school, Kennard has had the body in high school. He's got the dog mentality in high school that he is ready for Division One basketball and definitely mid-major basketball, no matter how great we know the Missouri Valley is. Um, but I do think, you know, he wouldn't – he's not going to say specific things as to, oh, those guys aren't going to play or those guys will have to earn more because they've already done great things. It is coach speak to media because I'm sure we recalled, you know, you know we know Troy and, or Scotty sat out, him and Foster, but Troy played. And I'm sure that year he said they were going to – like freshmen were going to play a lot. And then I'm sure last year with Kate he said the same thing in certain, in certain media stuff. So uh, – but we know this this group, these two guys are definitely capable. So, yeah, definitely the most notable things from media. They took a lot more questions. Harry always asks the better questions, of course. And uh, shout out to him for always doing that. But, yeah, for the most part, that's X and Troy just doing their thing and uh, those questions and – that was kind of just the day it was itself. If I were to segue into what other people have said, I think we touched on the last one, maybe even two ago, I might have or something. 
Or I know it couldn't have been because we know Dalen Original, which we know is leaving for Wichita that left for Missouri State. Dana was asked about uh, filling like that one roster spot and by Wyatt Wheeler to see if they could even fill it midseason. And he really didn't say no that they wouldn't. He didn't really say yes that they would, but he said it is an option that they might look at potentially. So that's just notable knowing that Bradley did it this year. If Missouri State does it, we know the talent they can bring in. Who knows who that could be midseason, anything like that. So just keep an eye out for that. I'm glad that was brought up again. Uh, Donovan Clay actually didn't even represent Missouri State. It was Austin Mason and Chance Moore. Um, and Bradley, when Bradley was up there, they were talking because it was Duke Dean Malavai and Connor Hickman. And they were talking about how Connor, you know, Connor Hickman's impact, how he didn't make an all third team, which I wouldn't expect him to make anyway, maybe over some guys. We know how deep those teams are, but. Uh, Brian Wardle said, find me a guy that can that can guard the perimeter, lock down the perimeter, then Connor Hickman. I immediately thought of somebody, and we know who that is. That's who everybody, even some other coaches, talked about Xavier Johnson last year that can do the same thing. I want to say we had that combo last year about who can do that better. We know X can do it better. Uh, so that just hit me in the moment, and I was listening to it and actually said out loud, yeah, Xavier Johnson is that other guy. Uh, no, what else stood out to you? I know that. You know, if you if you watched all I watched all those videos, not sure if you did, but there was, you know, Jacobson was asked about the impact that Hudson could have now that Fife wasn't playing. He, you know, Bowen and Titan were well dressed and that anything else they got to you in those interviews, if you're able to watch. I know I took a little bit from Illinois State a little bit as well. Did you take anything else from anybody else what they said? Yeah, just listening to obviously the two teams I'm most interested in probably going into the season is. Uh, Casey Alexander at Belmont, obviously losing Ben Shepard and the players he lost, and Josh Schertz at Indiana State. Uh, just love listening to those guys talk and about the new teams and new guys that they're going to um, have out on the floor and that SIU fans are going to have to get used to because they got some really good basketball players that um, are going to give us some fits. Yeah, and even Ryan Peden said on Illinois State about – Someone asked about freshmen and how they might not play, and he said, well, we recruited them probably to play, and we know a couple of those guys they have to offer. So those little things you take apart from every team, uh, Brody and Tucker and Darren were joking around a little bit in theirs as well about – Tucker was asked a million questions about why he didn't go to the NBA kind of thing. So a lot of other tidbits you could take from that. So that's media day in and of itself. Like I said, we'll see those videos in St. Louis in early March. But it was a good quality day that, again, we'll talk about the preseason poll near the end – some other things within our current team, uh, they were posting recently about, you know, those murals around SIU and, and campus, those big murals. It looked like they were filming the intro video that we're going to see at home games this year. So I think that's a good that's a good spot to do it. So we saw Madison Giltner and Ollie Thompson filming that stuff. They do an amazing job. Uh, and then obviously, you know, a little bit more videos that we've seen recently. But Noah, some, some small things here, just, you know, that we can just touch on a little bit is we've seen Jawan Newton around here and he, he's not on the website as a coach, as a GA or anything. We know he's sticking around. You joke with me about, Oh, maybe he's got some eligibility or something. Uh, can we foresee anything? We don't think Jawan's going to play. We're not saying this at all. It's like a, a joking kind of thing, but we are interested to see what Jawan's role is Noah. And then Jaren's Howard, you know, we haven't, he wasn't, he's in, not in some of these pictures or anything, we're wondering what Jarrett's could be up to. We saw him at that one th things you can say that, that we've seen him around, but we haven't seen much of Jarrett's. And what do you think Jawan's role could be this year? And then if you did wanted to touch on other stuff you see right there that you wanted to before we dive into, yeah, what that secret scrimmage is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jawan just being around the team and probably, 
used as a body. I know we had some guys banged up here in off-season stuff, but um, him probably working on another degree or he was a graduate transfer last year, so maybe he's working on something like that. But, yeah, I joked around because just how uh, just guys around the country are just applying and applying for more more years of eligibility. I know DeAndre Williams at Memphis used to play at Evansville is waiting on to hear from that. I just hear about weird things across the country, and maybe Juwan was trying to do that. I was joking, but um, just he's another leader, and that if he's going to be around this team, maybe as a GA eventually and see him on the bench or doing stuff for this team that can help us. And, yeah, I mean, that's the question. When you see a lot of the recruiting stuff, everybody's like, where's Jarrence? Is Jarrence, is this a Jarrence guy? And we haven't seen a lot of that, and we haven't heard from him. Mike Reese, um, he stepped away and never interviewed him. And Luke Martin, so busy with other things, we've yet to hear from him. We've seen, we've seen him in the wiffle ball thing, and I think maybe one recruiting photo when some kid comes on a visit. So I don't know exactly where Jarrett is. It's like he's um, in witness protection and doesn't want to be seen and let people know he's here. But this was – a big deal when, I mean, you had Jeff Goodman and all those guys tweeting when he got this job. I mean, obviously, recruiting and stuff wasn't a in a big deal then when he got this job. But, like, wonder where he is and what kind of role. Uh, but he's behind the scenes, obviously, working and hopefully um, can help take this team to where it needs to be. But, yeah, it's definitely um, a big question mark where he's, where he's been. Yeah, it's just something that's caught our eye, and you're right, mainly in those recruiting ones, because I would say no matter if, you know, a recruit is your guy or not, that you should probably still be in the picture just because. And we know he's the guy that we would like to add, you know, have the cherry on top of anybody that Brendan's in on, that Maman's in on, anybody that, you know, that he he's that's what he's been here or been brought here to do. And, yeah, besides those little fun things, haven't seen him much. You're right, we do need an interview, and I don't know if he's like – I doubt that he's trying to like avoid anything. It's you're right that, you know, even when Luke's at practice that we know Jaren's is at practice. We've seen him a lot that, you know, he would find his way to him and, you know, talk to all coaches. I guess Luke is maybe a little unfamiliar and he probably knows about him, but it's not like he's going to go and talk to different assistants. I wouldn't think you're right. If, if Mike was here, I think he would because he knows about, you know, the more specifics into how, but we know, you know, Jarrett's came months before even Luke got there, so I don't think it has happened yet. But it is something that's caught our eye because, yeah, we haven't really been landing anybody, and whether they're Jarrett's guys or not, it's just kind of been a slower process, you know, for him coming in here. And I'm sure we'll hear from him at some point. Um, you know, they've had multiple interviews. Players have talked. Brian talked, and he was asked, you know, Luke talked to AJ himself, but also talked to Brian especially about AJ. And it's, again, one thing we'll talk about next week is the emergence that we could maybe see from AJ Ferguson. And Brian mentioned how he's he's took this ever since like December of last year. He's just seen him work a little harder and work differently that's propelled him to this point that I guess, you know, they should have just redshirted him in that sense if they just knew like, yeah, he, he's going to learn a lot of practice, but he won't be here for next year so. Just some stuff we'll talk about again. And then we I wonder if Clarence has been hurt. We didn't see him in a lot of videos. And I want to say Brian small like kind of said it when he was answering some questions about injuries, mentioned Clarence, but we know he's healthy now. Uh some things you pick up. And then we saw that Bruce Weber and Brad Korn were here recently talking to the team. Uh of course Korn was wearing a SEMO stuff. And then we know the tip off dinner happened when Matt Painter came here. 
so that's everything that's happened currently with the team. Like I said, we'll have more and more next week of the current guys. Noah, you mentioned it off the rip. We do know about a secret scrimmage, something we didn't think we would know for just a little bit longer. Jeff Goodman always has an article about who's playing what, but it came to our attention someone else had it that um, that you told me, and it's 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 a it's a team that's going to be pretty good. And again, it's not the Alabamas or the Kansas States of the world, but no, it's a good team nonetheless. It's someone on our caliber you know, ish that it's a, is a, just an even matchup. I would say, who is that? And if you have anything on this team, we can just do a small preview just of what players they have and what maybe our team could do against them. Cause maybe we'll know, uh, you know, if we won or lost after the fact, like we did the others. Yeah. It's uh, always good to see who, who our secret scrimmage, obviously last year having a charity exhibition with Alabama, then having that secret scrimmage meeting Kansas state and Kansas city. And, uh, the first, the first scrimmage we got um, is Western Kentucky. Um, SAU is going to travel down there. They have a new coach and Steve Lutz, who is at um, Texas, Texas uh, Corpus A and M Corpus Christi last year. He's a Purdue guy. Was under Painter for a while, and uh, he was at Creighton for a while. So he knows exactly what it takes to win. Obviously, he took Corpus Christi the tournament last year. And he's there now, and they have some really good, really good players. A lot of transfers. They have Roddy Howard, a transfer from Georgia Tech. Um, Christian Lander from Evansville. He's an Indiana transfer. Brandon Newman's a Purdue guy, so he gets, he knows him. Dante Allen's a transfer from Kentucky. Then he took some uh, Corpus Christi guys, and guys like B.J. Marble, Terry on Murdix, who we were on for a short bit. Um, so a lot of talent on this team it's going to be a good matchup and uh this will be news to you but as we hopped on here um according to a bucky dent article we have another secret scrimmage and we'll be traveling to them as well it'll be the xavier musketeers and mr sean miller and that basketball team so they will travel then they got some transfers obviously they make the tournament a lot so that's two quality Secret scrimmages. Hopefully, we find out exactly what happens in both of them. Wow! Yeah, shout out to Bucky for that information. We always figured it's around two, and it would have been nice to have someone bigger and better. While I'm talking about Western Kentucky and where they're where they're going to go in the preseason poll for the conference, I'd say quickly look up if you wouldn't care where Xavier's picked in the Big East because they were really good last year. Yeah, Sean Miller's been a really good coach, but uh. Yeah, again, West. Yeah, they do have some players we're familiar with, and they have a new coach, and they're they're quality. They're picked. I mean, it says they're they're tied. For, they're third, and there's Liberty and Middle Tennessee are tied for first in terms of votes, uh, or most votes for that. But they're top three in the Conference USA, which you know isn't the best, but it's not the worst kind of thing, and they'll be competitive in that. Um, again, we don't have to we don't have to go too far on them. They also have all conference teams that's about fifteen people long, like OBC, and yeah, Dante Allen and Brandon Newman are on that. So it'll be a It'll be a fun matchup, Noah. So in this time here, do you have where Xavier – or you can quickly well, – I know we're taking more time on these things probably than what we want to, but I feel like it's it's worth it because we won't we'll, – we'll barely talk before like we start playing these games, and I doubt we'll do it next week. So do you have where Xavier should be in the Big East preseason poll and then maybe what some players they have? I mean, they're always pretty decent. Yeah, they're definitely decent. Obviously, we know Jack Nungy was there last year, an Iowa guy. Um, he is gone, but they got some other players. Um, Trey Green, he's a true freshman. That'll be pretty good. But they have an Indiana transfer in Jerome Hunter. 
uh, Quincy Olivari is a grad student from Rice. Um, Davion McKnight's a really good player, Western Kentucky player. Abu Osumain's from a really good North Texas team. So this is a team where Sean Miller obviously is going to have them compete and ready to go, but um, they've yet to put out the preseason honors that I can find here um, really quick-like, but um, I expect in the top half of the Big East pretty easily with a lot of new guys, but um, hopefully by the time that gets ready, we'll know more about them. Yeah, I think there's somebody that had them – Fringe top 25. They're not in the first preseason poll, but I think they're ranking them amongst like six of teams in the Big East, obviously behind the really good ones and even St. John's with Patino now. So they'll still be in the fight and they are in, you know, Big East has been one of the best Big Ten, uh, you know, co- or one of the best conferences in college basketball. So those are notable. Shout out to Bucky for that. Yeah, we'll get that retweeted and we'll talk more about it maybe on the next one because that is more notable than even Western, but we'll find out what the ASOs are and we'll maybe talk about it next week. So good on you for finding that out as it stands. Uh, the ESPN and CBS stuff came out. We know some games are on that, even, you know, a tons and tons of uh, games against Valley teams are on ESPN, as we know, on the NBC TV network, which is Valley Sports Midwest. Some games on ESPN, too, though, against notable teams. Illinois State on February 10th, Murray State's. We're, we're at home against Illinois State in that game at Murray, January 27th on ESPN2. So it's either that or ESPNU, it says, but um, which would be really cool to have those and clearly a lot of these other notable matchups. And I want to say, you know, CBS Sports Network, of course, we have some in that as well. I think our our, our uh, MTE is on there with their game of James Madison and such like that. So those were announced. We retweeted those. No, now let's dive into just some stuff I wanted to add here of more preseason stuff of where other teams were of – that are on our non-conference schedule of where they are in this. Um, did look up Queens. They are 10th in the Atlantic Sun poll. Uh, we talked about, you know, again, we'll talk about it in them, you know, down, down the road here, but they were a little better in their first year in D1 than people expected last year. And 10th is still not great. All, I don't know what the heck they would have done in the portal or anything, but uh, they're 10th in that. James Madison is picked first in the Sun Belt. That's going to be one of our no- most notable potential wins this year, I think. Uh, of course, you know, it's it's neutral side, but still if you beat a team like this, it's great. Not only win win it in general, but win to move on in that tournament. But they're first in the Sun Belt. Terrence Edwards Jr. is their best player. He is picked player of the year in first team all conference in the Sun Belt. Oklahoma State, they are picked 10th in the Big 12, which we know is a lot of great teams in that. Uh, we're actually the only non-con road game they have of like 13 to f- of their 13 to 15 non-conference games, which is awesome. They would have all home if it was the case. But 10th in the Big 12. Uh, SLU is sixth in the Atlantic 10. We mentioned how, you know, in years past they would have been top five or your top three-ish. We'll see how they'll be this year. They're a little bit more down in the A-10 than previous years. Uh, Austin P is picked eighth in the A-Sun. Um which they did get one first place vote. We are actually excited about them. Uh, eighth in that Wichita's eighth in the, in the athletic American and American athletic conference. They've kind of been down in that league a little bit, but it's gotten a little worse in terms of teams added there. We'll see how they do in that North Dakota States picked third in the summer league, I think behind South Dakota state and somebody else. Uh, and then USI ninth in the OBC. Noah, we know after the decent season they had last year, obviously they beat two Valley teams and such, uh, 
you know, they're pretty down there in a bad OBC. We know that there's some good OBCs goes at the top, but no, pick ninth is interesting. Uh, of those teams out there, which one are you most surprised with? And clearly, as this season goes on, we'll be rooting for them in all their games, no matter if we win, if we lose close or win at all these teams. Which one surprises you most of where they're at preseason? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, with the whole new team, Austin P is going to be picked low. It's kind of like Missouri State every year. They get deducted for having brand new players, but that's a team with enough talent to win that league. And uh, so probably them, but uh, I jumped in and got all the our non-con uh, opponents uh, by Ken Palm. I know a lot of people follow Ken Palm rankings. Preseason, Queens is at 205. I think that might be a little low for them. Uh, th- at 325 is Chicago State. I mean, the way they recruit, that's way too low for them, but they're just going to – as amount of players they lose probably every year, that's going to be really low. James Madison at 136. Uh, Fresno State or New Mexico State, Fresno is at 100. New Mexico State's at 178. SLU at 115. Oklahoma State at 68. Austin P at 202, that's going to be too low for them. They'll climb up pretty quick like Wichita at 141, NDSU at 216, then Southern Indiana at 336. I mean, it just shows that the, the amount of players and talent they lost to the portal and stuff, uh, they're they're below Chicago State. I mean, I like their coach over there. He can probably do a little bit better in a down OVC, but they're going to be down this year, and we got to take advantage of it. Even Chicago State, their independence, of course, we don't know what, what they'd be in anything. But, uh, yeah, that is surprising, you know, with the year they had, what conference they're in now, it's better than where they were, obviously, D2 to D1. So that is – I'm glad you brought up the Ken Palms to know exactly what these teams are first. Of course, Oklahoma State's going to be picked the highest. And, yeah, some of those won't – I don't think would remain, all depending what they do all year. They'll rise on those. Uh, but even seeing slew that low, which I guess that's reasonable in a sense, but they're like in the middle of like what Valley teams are is where they're ranked. That's kind of low for them. But yeah, again, we wanted to talk about this and we'll talk more about it clearly at that point when we talk about them, where they were, we'll remind everybody how that was. Noah segue into recruiting here. We'll talk about a couple guys we've had on campus recently. Uh, three or a little bit there. We'll deduct one because we'll talk about him here where we lost today, but no, there's two that clearly, or not even this year, but next year that we can dive into first of guys we've had on campus. We've seen one of them in a jersey, one, or I guess, we no, sorry, we've seen bo- both of them in jerseys. And then if you have any other offers that we've seen here in the last little bit before we talk about guys who went elsewhere. Yeah, obviously, um, we've been waiting and thought today might be the day we land a 2024 guy, but 2025-wise, Luke Walsh uh, took a visit, um, got to see a picture of him. It's pretty um, interesting to be able to follow his career, obviously, pretty closely and see what see what ends up happening with him. Then I know another one, um, according to Scott Burgess, was uh, Benton Benton 2025 uh, Docker Tedeschi um, took a visit apparently to SIU last Thursday. Then obviously another one was Caden Eicher um, visited as well. So got some 2025 guys visiting. Um, going to see interesting to see exactly what happens with these guys. Obviously, 2025 could end up being the uh, 
the biggest year for the staff to get some really good true freshmen in here and to see what exactly because 2024 is looking pretty bleak after what's happened here since we last talked. No doubt. It's weird. I don't know what's going on with next year because they're they're dropping like flies to this point now. But even, yeah, Caden Iosher, I want to say his name is, from Lutheran High School, class 2025. He took a visit, took one, or posted pictures in that crappy former road jersey of ours. Even going back to one we haven't talked about yet of, you know, offer-wise, Noah, was a guy that one of our new guys know very well, Christian Williams, class of 2025, Vashon point guard, 4.0 GPA. I don't recall full off the top of my head if, um, you know, what he did in those games with Kennard. We know he was clearly a couple years younger, but we offered him back on September 30th, which is good to see. Um, again, it, he'll be filling the role of other guys that we've lost here that know guys that are currently on the team – and we'll see if we land him. We we have so much more time for that kid, so he's not going to be making any decisions. We know Vashon this next year should have a, another really good player that it's going to go easily power five. Uh, but Noah, like I said, I, I named him. If you, I don't because we were to retweet it. You named one even there that I didn't see on the thing potentially. But any other offers, and then talk about the guy we lost today, and then everyone else you see there of guys we've lost here in the last. I'd say I say month, but even like just two and a half weeks, even. Yeah, uh, twenty twenty five wise, we have three offers right now, out right now. Six uh, two point guard um, down in Orlando, Florida, Cam Miles. Um, he has been getting a lot of offers. His last one was Mississippi State, and he took a visit to Murray State um, back in September. So that's another guy that. We have an offer out to the other one we talked about a little bit last podcast. Bradley Long Longcore the third, six three point guard out of Quincy. Uh, he's got a lot of some Valley offer or Valley offer in Illinois State, then some other local teams, SEMO, SIUE, Western. Then he has a UC San Diego offer. Um, then the other one you just mentioned was Christian Williams. His offers. Uh, George Mason, SEMO, Ole Miss, VCU, SLU. So a lot of wow. bigger schools jumping on Vashon guys pretty early. He has a smaller guy at 5'8", so you wonder if we can maybe steal him if Kennard and this staff stays together. Then obviously we have three offers out to 2024 guys. Ace Buckner, 6'1 point guard, Adrian Wooley, and Cameron Martin, another guard. So other than those guys, um, we lost one today, which was – he visited last week and thought we had a thought we had a shot at him, um, but he he is headed elsewhere. Unfortunately, we always say that word. It feels like, but the guy we lost today um, is headed to Eastern Michigan. Dylan Tingler, a guy thought we had a good shot, six seven guard, um, getting out recruited by Eastern Michigan. Um, not very – I mean, I thought he was going to end up either at us or Marshall, but did not think Eastern Michigan wasn't really that big of an option for him. So it sucks seeing him and him go there over at us or a Marshall because they're two better programs in Eastern Michigan. Um, then other guys we've lost out on, Braden Housen, I thought another guy we were going to get, went to High Point, Ibrahima Traye. Went to Oregon. That's a guy that Javon Ma Javon Maman was in on, and he is headed out west. Will Moore went to Marshall, so that's probably why Tingler didn't go there. Jaheim Weber to Wright State. Josh Pickett to Denver. 
Um, some other guys, MJ Thomas, we thought we were going to have a chance to land at the end of last season. He reclassified. He took a visit to SIUE. We thought he was landing here or we're going to visit here, but that was turned out to be a mistake. Uh, then one other guy, Micah Davis, went to Eastern Kentucky. So went down from – I had my list at I think 12 or 13 guys for 2024, and it's down to three open offers. So um, not good for that 2024 class, obviously. Um, at this point, never do, – don't think, unless we just find the right guy, that we'll be adding maybe more than one. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think this will, after this season, could be another heavy portal addition for the Salukis. Yeah, and even – you know, going to Eastern Michigan, we know that, you know, Imani Bates was there over the last little bit and stuff. They tried to build a team like they have some some recent things about him and his posts at home. So, you know, people are expecting him to go to Marshall or us. I agree. But then going there, I guess he wanted to stay. That was somewhere close to where he's from or something. I don't know. We thought Jaheim Weber was going to go in the Valley. Thankfully not going to Wright State then. Uh, you're right. Maybe Will Moore going to Marshall was the reason why Dylan did not. We've seen Josh Pickett for a while. He was a supposed five star like a year ago. We ran on him until he finally went somewhere. Upset about Braden House and thought we had a good chance with that. Like we said with with Cade, uh, the the Treyor guy to Oregon. The fact that he's good enough to go there and we ran on him just because he was a guy that barely even had an X account. It's like, well, who the heck's this? And then MJ Thomas because. When you sent it to him, I think it was Recruit Zone that posted about him visiting, and it said Southern Illinois. And we've talked endlessly about the difference between us and our sister school is we are Southern Illinois. They are SIUE. We never add the Carbondale on us for any athletic reasons. SIUE has to, so it's always abbreviated. And then, But MJ quoted it and said something about tag their basketball account and did the location ping. So – that's just weird because, yeah, we thought he'd be going bigger if he wasn't coming here, going to the prep school, and then here he is visiting SIUE. I'm sure it wasn't a great visit for him. Hopefully we can just, I don't know, get in on him again, something. Because if they are, then that's unfortunate for us. Hopefully nothing else happens from that. Uh, but you're right. I think just because we, we've added late guys all the time in some facets, you know, Kennard and Kate not. I guess the only example is Sheridan. And nothing's going to ever last that late. So we might get somebody really late in the process, but I doubt it. You said your list is down to three. So we'll see it play out. And you're right. Even with guys with eligibility on this current team, barring people leaving, we have three guys officially leaving. So it would be nice to fill those spots. But always going to be in the portal, yes. Uh, some quick things here on some former Salukis. It was cool to see Brad Underwood talking about Marcus because we, we've we talked – he has been cleared recently – Talked about the injuries that he sustained, but Brad went on a whole like two minute thing talking about him, about him working with the great Adam Fletcher they have over there, saying he's down to 219, 218, 219 pounds. He's really worked on his body. Brad was saying how it was a power forward center body that he used to have, which was funny because that kind of is what he had here at SIU, clearly a power forward style body. Um, just saying how he's been working his tail off and how. He's going to play multiple different facets for them at Illinois. And we know the players they have there that are dogs on defense, really good on defense, that Marcus plays slow. He's, um, you know, it doesn't matter who he has on him. He plays that kind of mature role. So it was cool to see Brad talk about that. We talked and we know Marcus was going to play there and he very well might start. And if he's having those words from Brad, I think that it, that definitely will be the case. Um, 
just some some more former Salukis. We saw JD post something recently. We we talked you know months ago about where he landed to do that. He had a double double in a game in late September. Uh, he posted a huddle film of him getting the double double. No, I'm not sure if he watched it or not to see if he even was hitting jump shots or he. They wouldn't show any any huddle or any free throw film on there if he was even making those. But we know he's a great rebounder, and if he could score, he's really good around the rim. Every time guys leave us or graduate, they get better. It seems like, but that happened. Chiz Lloyd posted a post four days ago about him still playing overseas in year four with his current team. Great to see. We've seen Chiz post some things about uh, SIU in the last couple of years. Uh, and then no other something I saw on uh, uh, Kevin Diller. We know he left us around his later years at SIU when he went to Dayton after coming here. There was a thing about some account just posting about him that I saw on the feed. So they're talking about his resume, the great career that he had. Uh, so that was cool to see. And then quickly here back to the current team, just because the stuff that we see here through the evening about what is posted stuff. We'll talk about more as time goes on. Mike Reese, of course, is there to watch them practice. And we noticed everybody's there. And one Scotty Abube is wearing a mask. Just, you know, he clearly can play with a mask. If he's wearing it, he's eligible to play, blah, blah, blah. But just the fact that it happens, we know they get beat up in practice all the time. We'll monitor that as time, go- as time goes on. So, no, now let's get around the valley uh, and some other just tidbits I had. We can we can go into the, you know these teams as we get going here. I guess we can wait. Had some specific stuff on Indiana State here. We'll wait till we get to them, I guess. But uh, no, I guess in whatever order you want, we could go in the preseason poll order. We could still wait on that. Go in whatever order you want to go with some of these Valley teams and what they have coming in to fully let everybody know what's going on here. And then clearly some notable ones, and we'll talk about some of their best players clearly at the end of this when we pick our teams. But let's go through all other 11 teams and what they have to offer this upcoming season. Yeah, uh, starting with the defending uh, champs of the Arch Madness Tournament, the Drake Bulldogs, obviously a lot, a lot lost uh, to graduation, um, but Returned some really, obviously, the former play, the the defending player of the year and probably most likely uh, going to be player of the year again this year, Tucker DeVries. Uh, Darnell Brody's back. He's a graduate student now. They bring back Connor Enright, who's a very good piece to the puzzle. Um, but Nate Ferguson, Eric Norweather, two backup bigs, really good. But a lot of new faces for this Drake Bulldog team, um, bringing in transfers like Kyron Gibson from UT Arlington, um, Anton Wright from uh, out there in California, uh, Cal State North Northridge, uh, Carlos Rosario, six seven forward from Washington State. Um, then they bring in and also Ethan Roberts, who's going to be really good from Army. Um, then some really talented and really talented freshmen that I think is a little bit overlooked. Eliza Price, a six nine forward. Um, from out in Long Beach, California. Patrick Baith is a 6'9 forward from up in Plymouth, Minnesota. Then they got guys like uh, Kevin Overton, who is a four-star 6'5 guard from Oklahoma City. Um, so a lot of guys that they've brought in and just going to fit their system and what they're looking to do. Then they also have freshman guard Colby Garland, I forgot to mention, from down in Arkansas. So uh, also, Chico Johnson from Toledo, he's going to be a really good basketball player. So 
some really talented freshmen. They'll be younger than what we're used to seeing, but they have some really good older juniors and seniors that will fit right around Tucker and there'll be no problem continuing to do what they do. Yeah, I think they said on the media day, 10 new players is what Tucker said. So, of course, that's notable. Uh, but, again, yeah, they have a good, great enough coach and great enough top two players that they can bring in guys. At and right is – he was a 20-point-per-game scorer there, and we know that's at least going to get cut in half here. But if you can shoot and get open and just the, the kind of system that they have, he'll be able to score with ease. Ethan Roberts will be a great player in his remaining years with those eligibility. And they have tons of awesome freshmen, as you said there. A lot of guys will even – we'll talk about some here shortly. Uh, but all these guys for sure, guys, we're going to – I mean, for all these teams, clearly, of names we'll be hearing a lot of. Now let's talk about the team who won the regular season this past year and what they have. They have a lot of returning guys as well. Like we said, three guys, important guys were at with Brian Wardle at Media Day. They have interesting transfers. I want to say off the rip that they maybe – they are one of the top two teams that won the portal because of guys that you clearly know are going to impact them that are talented and even coming from big – from like pretty good schools. Uh, Noah, who are they? And, of course, you know, dive into the guys you think could take a leap this year they have on their team filling up in really important spots that kind of made them who they were over the last couple of years losing some veterans. Yeah, definitely with some interesting transfers we always – know that Brian Wardle gets it done in the portal with some guys, uh, starting with guys like Trey Pettigrew coming from out in Nevada, a team that made the tournament last year, um, a really talented guy up in, from Marquette, Amarion Ellis, who had some injuries, injury issues up there. Um, then another guy from Eastern Illinois and Kyle Thomas, a 6'10 big man that um, if guys like Darius Hannah, who in Malevi, want to play the four spot. They have a guy in him and obviously I'll count him as new, even though he showed up last year and is listed as a sophomore, but from the Serbian big man, Ahmet Janovic, a seven, one guy who I think just going to be a dominant force in the post. So, um, has some new guys and obviously Duke Dean, Malevi Leons, Connor Hickman, Christian Davis, who had a limited role last year are back. Um, Connor Linky, Darius Hanner, Gonar Ballou, just guys that are back on the team. Then some really, really good freshmen they brought in. And Damarion Birch, a 6'4 guard from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Then a really guy I like, a 6'8 freshman, Almar Adelison from Iceland. I mean, I don't know who the guy is on his staff um, that he has, that has the connection for overseas guys, but. Uh, Brian Ward on his staff continue to get it done. Um, so interesting. Then Daryl Brown is now the, is back at Bradley with the director of player development. So for a, another small guard to be around Duke Dean and those guards, he'll help a lot probably too. Yeah. They're twins Duke and Daryl or that's good for Daryl. He killed us in his, in his career, had a great career. But yeah. Some other, you mentioned those freshmen though. I love Atlason as well. Brian was asked at the you know about international. There was some, I think it was uh, Jeff Bidwell or no somebody else. Sorry about that. Was asking about internationals, and he just said, "Well, it's not like we have a guy just scoping over there all the time. We just you know we just do our due diligence, and then it comes their way." But that could just be him talking like that. They have to have guys everywhere, but they've had him all over the dang world. It seems like an Iceland kid here who was on his 
you know, international team and the FIBA and all that stuff for his age. So he's definitely a and Birch for sure is too. He'll be a top freshman this year. Expect Christian Davis to fill more of a role. We talked about the guys they lost. I mean, you lose Rink Mass to his pound for pound. You know, I say their best player. He had a lot more lows than what probably they would like him to have. Uh, and then Jay Sean Henry was literally the Saluki killer. You know, we talked, we'll talk more about these teams that kind of just lost the dog that they, you know, had on their team that maybe could, you know, maybe they won't make as many mistakes, but they won't strike that fear on the court of some things. I guess they'll use it in their skill more than they would with their words and just how they had the, you know, their emotions out there on the court. But yeah, Darius Hanna is going to be big for them this year. I like, I think the only reason why I like Amarion Ellis is because he's from Marquette and he's young and he's six five. that those are the perfect kind of guys we always want to add that I just can foresee him being good because again if he was at Marquette he's good enough for a reason so expect him to be good more than likely and we know so yeah Kyle Thomas will play a lot Trey Pegger will play a lot again I think they honestly won the portal at the end of the day we'll see how it translates to the court but of course always like what they are Brian Morrill is the top coach in the league that they will always be competitive as long as he's there and they did a really good job this year now let's talk about the Nashville team the Belmont Bruins they talked as well. Jacoby Gillespie and Kay Tyson were there with Casey Alexander, another top coach in the league. Uh, you know, they lost Ben Shepard to the draft. First round pick. It's just crazy how that is. And we'll talk about more about, obviously, just down the road. It's like that's with Jeremy Chin. We've talked endlessly. They can now get even more guys than they would have dreamed, and they already did. They produced NBA players all the time, but a first round pick is next level. What do they have to offer this year? We've, t- you know, they they're really good at the top. They added a really good big man, but they have really good freshmen that you've said a lot. And I looked into a little bit more of freshmen that could impact this year in a deep freshman class. But no, the Bruins should be good once again. Yeah, absolutely. With a coach like Casey Alexander and that system he's got going, uh, it's going to be um, just getting new guys, and it's going to be just fine. I mean. Getting in a Vanderbilt transfer, Malik Dia at six nine to um, just come in there and be that big man potentially that can really play for them and some. Obviously, Cade Tyson probably other than Tucker, the other best pro prospect in this in this league. Um, Jacoby Gillespie's back. Isaiah Walker, um, Keyshawn Davidson. Those guys are back, but really talented freshman class. I mean, they by far this. I was telling you the other day, just knowing the freshmen that are coming in the valley, it may end up going back, going back and seeing this might be one of the tops in a long time. I mean, Win Miller, a six-three guard from down in Alabama. I mean, he's very good. He was the number one. Uh, helped his team the number one state ranking in the state of Alabama. He was an Alabama Mr. Basketball finalist, two for, two-time first-team All-State, just a guy that um, – just a really impact guy that could potentially like to see his role this year. Drew Shanowski up from and the up in northern Illinois, from Burlington, Illinois, 6'9", six, six, forward, going to be really good. Um, Brigham Rogers, a 6'9", forward from down in Woodstock, Georgia – uh Keith Robbins, a freshman from down in Georgia at six five. Just a really good freshman class that I, I can't wait to see exactly how to fit because obviously I think with Dia, Tyson, Davidson, Walker, and Gillespie's probably your starting. So it's gonna be a lot of young guys off the bench for this Casey Alexander team, but they're gonna have a lot of impact. Yeah, I think Casey said in a in a presser months ago on that one that this will be the youngest team. He's had – it's like everybody 
but like two or three people are freshmen and sophomores, honestly. So a lot of good players. Malik T is huge, just getting them across town. And then, you know, first you think before you know the names fully and see them play of these young guys to help fill their depth, that it does seem like they were a top-heavy team. But you mentioned it, you said on the last one, they were predicting all the best. What what the league thinks is besides Tucker, best pro prospect is Caden. He will have an amazing year. And Keyshawn and Jacoby will be great as well. No matter who's playing in that system, too, they'll be great. No, let's talk about the – well, I guess we can breeze through some of these teams. We don't want to overlook or underlook anybody. Let's, Evansville just has, just talk on some names they have there and what it seems like, you know, and we'll get into, the, you know, they weren't picked last and whether that's saying anything or not. But, no, they have, they have some talent they brought in, whether their coach can get it done or not. We've talked about Raglan a little bit, but, uh, you know, maybe a little more a bit more talented than they had been in previous years, obviously. Yeah, Coach Raglan in the second year, obviously um... – Lost a staff member, but the Roosevelt Jones, a former Butler Bulldog, who he knows pretty well on that staff. Then they another all-time Valley guy back uh, under that director of player development and DJ Ballantyne. I mean, he was great as a player. If he can do any enter, any mentoring toward those guards they got, I mean, that's going to be pretty end up pretty good for them. And they got some talented freshman guard. I mean, obviously four-star Chuck Bailey, six, five guard out of Detroit, Michigan is going to be really good. So um, that's a guy, Tyler Myers. He's the, the, the city of Evansville all-time leading scorer. He's a five ten guard. Not sure exactly what it looks like for him. They got a six, nine guard guy Tesk. He's a, he's a Brazilian from IMG Academy. Um, that's an interesting one. They got a couple of guys in their backyard from Newburgh, Indiana, and Vincent, some fr- other freshmen. And obviously, Michael Day, the 6'11 big man from out in Idaho, uh, potential big man to come in there. But a lot of returning guys. Obviously, Kenny Strawbridge is really good. Uh, Saku Calais dealt last year with injuries, a, a 6'10 big man for, that transferred in from Akron last year. Yassine Tumay's back. Um, then Gage Bob, obviously he can knock it down and be that veteran leader. Then a lot of transfers, Tanner Cuff, a six, seven guard from Salt Lake community college, a uh, guy that's back in the Valley, Antonio Thomas may remember him from Bradley transferred out of Bradley, went to Kentucky Westland back in the Valley. Um, the overseas freshman of the year from Eastern Illinois. I've heard that before. Obviously we had Ben Harvey like that, but Cam Hafner, six, two guard going to come in there and play where his dad played. Um, some other guys, Ben Humrichus from Huntington University, 6'9", forward guard, uh, can score it a little bit. Um, then two other freshmen I forgot to mention here, I, I think. Uh, an Australian from down Australia, Joshua Hughes, a 6'10", forward. And from Kennesaw, Georgia, Braylon Jackson's another guard. So um, not exactly sure what Coach Ragland got. A lot of people expect them to be a lot better, but it's going to be interesting to see how the pieces fit around. Obviously, Bo being that veteran point guard and obviously Kenny Strawbridge. Yeah, I think as long as they kept those two guys right there, and Toomey's good too, they'll be fine if they just fill everything else around them. And getting some of those guys are good. Chuck Bailey will be a name to watch this year as that four-star freshman going in there. Um, you know, let's talk about some schools – Let's talk about Illinois State here. We know Dalton is there, and Peden's talked a lot about him. And they have some interesting, you know, they're you know they're a team that in this second year now expect to be better than what they were in a first year. A lot of Illinois State fans were giving them a pass in the first year, and they did finish near the bottom. But clearly, they beat us last year in a game, and 
you know, they use the portal pretty well. And we like what Illinois State's kind of built this year. What else do they have to offer or who else do they got coming back? A lot of important pieces. And they have some interesting guys that are coming in too. Yeah, obviously, uh, guy you want to start with, Kendall Lewis, obviously back for his fifth year, 6'8 forward. That's going to be really good for them. Arona Sissoko, another 6'7 big man that um, had some really good opportunities to play with his country. Um, Molly this season um, got some – he was working on his three-point shot, seen some highlights of him. Darius Burford all, obviously back for his senior year. Um, Malachi Poindexter, the Virginia transfer, then Luke Kazabuki, a 6'5 Kansas State transfer we talked about. A lot of transfers and good, really good freshmen for this team. Obviously, Miles Foster, 6'7 forward, um, from transfer from Monmouth, probably play that Seneca Knight role. Obviously, you touched on Dalton Bakes. Jordan Davis, 6'4 guard from Wisconsin. Some Big Ten ties there, and then another Big Ten tie. Brandon Lee, 7'1 from the University of Illinois. Um, then, obviously, really, I, I just mentioned the freshman class. I mean, 6'9, Chase Walker from Columbus, Ohio, um, 290 pounds. His body looks incredible. Seen some pictures of him. Um, John Kinzinger, a 5'11 guard from up in Wisconsin who was co-Mr. Basketball in the state of Wisconsin. We've seen what um, those Wisconsin guys can do for a program in Marcus Damask. Um, Ty Pence, a 6'6 guard from their backyard in St. Joseph Ogden. Going to be a really good. So uh, love what Peden's done. He's done it really well. Um, excited to see what this team can do too. I think they're going to be a lot better than last year. For sure. And Seneca Knight was huge for them. And Peyton said, you know, we want to recruit guys in the portal that have years left. And he was the only exception. He was phenomenal. But love the guys they got coming back. Kendall, Darius, Burford are awesome. Uh, and then obviously Luke off the bench and stuff. You fill in guys. Malachi's good too. He doesn't go to Virginia for a reason. A lot of these guys are going to play for him. We mentioned how Lieb is an interesting fit for them, whether he'll start or not. Dalton will come off the bench. Uh, and I really like Jordan Davis. We'll get to him maybe down the road in this pod a little bit. But coming from Wisconsin, that the brother of Johnny Davis, that he's, I just expect him to be – he averaged five for Wisconsin. That's five in the Big Ten. You expect him to be a little bit more of a thing here in Miles Foster, I like as well. So, yeah, I like what Peden has done also. Um, Indiana State, Noah, of course, you know, their pick tie, as we expected, quickly, because like I said we had some things on him. Josh Shirt signed an extension – uh, recently, even after just two seasons, I obviously like what he has to offer. A lot of people do. We talked to him at Arch Madness, good guy. And, no, they played a secret scrimmage that one of these new guys dominated in, a guy that we're going to know a lot this year and have to, have to you know, scouting report big time. They're interesting. They added a freshman, too, if you want to dive into him late, a late addition. But, no, this team is, you know, they lost what he said. They're the top three scorers. We mentioned how these teams lost some dog. They lost a lot of dog in them. This year, but Noah, they might have gotten – I'm not going to say more talented, but Noah, they got equally as talented maybe. And, again, they're they're going to be a big threat this year under that amazing offense shirts run. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, key returners and obviously Robbie Avila, Julian Larry, Xavier Bledson, um, guys like that. Jason Kent's back. See if he can take any kind of step forward where he needs to be with that kind of, that kind of frame. But big portal class, and we've seen it with shirts already – Isaiah Swope, we saw last year from USI. Expect him to be pretty good. Guy I really like, and a guy I wish we would have landed. Ryan Conwell, 
University of South Florida transfer, six four guard. Um, already seen he scored thirty in their secret one of their secret scrimmages. So that's a guy that's gonna be really good. Aaron Gray, a Niagara transfer, that six seven forward body type, probably take hopefully a Cam Henry type role doing it all for him potentially. Uh, some other guys, Jake Wolf, a guy we were in on from Moorhead State, expect him. Um, can't do it at that level, but I would kind of say a Cooper Neese role potentially, but a lot of talented, more freshmen. Derek Forst, Derek Forst, 6'10", uh, freshman from Rossford, Ohio, is going to be really good. Eli Shetler from out in Wichita, 6'6", guard. Uh, a, a Lithuanian, Augustinus Kedalus, a 6'8 forward. Um, then some guys that are just going to be some other guys. Mason Miller's back. Forgot to mention him, but limited role there. Truman State transfer. Um, and then another guy, Cooper Bean from Noblesville, Indiana, 6'4". I mean, the – Shirts and his staff's just doing an incredible job. So they just continue to roll. And then that offense, uh, you can put you and I in that offense and we'd be just fine. Yeah, we we asked for Shirts his playbook when we saw him in St. Louis. But, yeah, Conwell and Swope are legit. They'll be up for a lot of awards of new, new you know, new incomings. They, you know, a couple of them even counting not just them new, but even the guys they have returning that are on certain teams. Guys like Julian Larry, who is really inconsistent. He had an awesome stretch last year. We talk about him a lot, that he was there with shirts at whatever's him, Bletson, and Robbie. I really like Xavier Bletson's game. He either was hurt and didn't play a lot last year. Kent needs to take a step. We've been saying it since his Bradley days. He was not great for them last year, inconsistent as heck with everything you said. Talked about him a lot. I like the Jake Wolf edition. They're just good. We mentioned how who is going to be that dog for them in this. That kind of set them apart, but their offense speaks for themselves. They barely lost in the tournament. They could have got to the title game. They are elite. Robbie is going to take an even bigger step here as a sophomore. True sophomore is going to dominate as years and years go on here. So really like what they have going. Really like Ryan Carmel. Yeah, should have added him. I wish we did. Now let's go up north to the UIC Flames. They added a couple nice guys as well. They lost a lot. You know, Jace Carter was legit. He's on a team. I think AM was picked second in the SEC. So he'll be a big part of that team. And they lost a couple other nice guards. But, no, they brought in a couple good guards as well. Uh, and then kept a lot of guys we know as well. They'll be better as well. They'll be, you know, they're picked around where we are in some other teams. They'll be better also because we barely beat them even with the team they had last year, last season. Yeah, obviously, I mean, returning Toby O'Connor. At six eight wing position, we know what he can do. Um, then some guys that played key key minutes as a freshman in that guard position: C.J. Jones from East St. Louis, Stephen Clay. Um, then all their three bigs are back: Philip Schoball, really good stretch big. Um, Jaden Brownwell also a stretch big. Then their big man that played a limited minutes as a freshman, Cameron Fins, is back. So a lot of good, a lot of good portal guys i mean chicago is a destination so um a guy i thought we could show interest to in a guard bizarre six five guard from colorado state isaiah rivera is gonna be really good uh houston christian transfer drew cream can really score it ethan pickett he's a northwest mississippi, mississippi community college transfer at six four ethan brown's a swick uh southwestern illinois juco transfer um they got Marquise Kennedy, obviously a guy we thought we were landing at some point. 
Idaho transfer Yusef Salee. Um, then some really they got another good freshman class. Um, Khalid Khalid, a six three freshman from Burbank, Illinois. Uh, Nathan Ojuku, a six six freshman from out in Boise, Idaho. Um, gonna be pretty good. So they just keep I mean, Chicago's a destination. We're gonna be talking for it for a while. And Yaklich and his staff just continues and obviously um Tony Wills up there now and uh Madison Williams, a firm, former Illinois State player under that director of player development. So a lot of former players um from the valley getting those director of player development roles. Yeah, and Marquise Kennedy going there is the ultimate veteran. We did think we were going to land him. Of course, he he stays in in the city and goes there. Love O'Connor, love Scoball, and then those new guys and the development of yeah, the Stephen Clay's, the C.J. Jones. That will be interesting. Uh, so they will be a team that you know will definitely be middle bottom half of the league, but definitely should improve even more as an overall team. Said Jace Carter, vulturing a lot of stuff they did that halted a lot of those guys' development. Uh, no, let's talk about the Bears and Missouri State now. Clearly, they're one of the teams that have a lot of guys returning, most of their guys returning, especially like the elite of the elite of their team. Uh, and one notable, like I said, he wasn't in St. Louis with them. But, Noah, talk about the guys that are returning. We They even have one coming off injury that we that we like a lot that has, you know, tournament experience with a guy we know as well. And then they have a lot of really good freshmen as well, what we expect Dana Ford to do each and every year. Yeah, I mean – I think this is could potentially be that year for Dana Ford. He strikes through. I mean, it seems like each and every year you hear, well, Dana Ford can't keep his team together. Man, has he this year and added to it. I mean, obviously with the guys we already know, Donovan Clay, Chance Moore, Alston Mason, um, Damon Mayo, who was a great freshman last year. Rafe Ayers is back. Um, Dawson Carper, the big man backup, and N.J. Benchon, obviously, the guy from Mount Vernon is backed and a guy that they got lost to injury early last year. And Matthew Lee, the St. Peter's transfer is going to be a different difference maker in that backcourt. Then they added two or a couple transfers. That's going to impact Cesar Edwards, a six, nine big man from Xavier, Nick Kramer, who can really shoot it from SLU. Um, those guys are really going to be big than the, the, the talented freshmen again for this team are Tyler Bay, overtime elite guy, six, eight guard Davion Hill. Who's Alize Johnson's little brother, six, two freshman really going to be good on this basketball team if they play a role, but this is probably Dana Ford's deepest team. And obviously they had guys like Mosley, back in the day and those guys, but this is a very deep basketball team. Yeah, I think they're picked a little lower than what we would expect them because, again, how do they have 90% new players last year picked fourth, and now this year they're sixth, and they have 90% players back kind of thing. It's weird how all that happens. I know every team and every league is different potentially, but – I, you know, if Edwards can fill what Mogbo brought, Dana was kind of asked about that specifically, just about how you how you fill up with uh, with Mogbo. I really I love Austin Mason. I love Mayo. I love Chance more. This is a team we've always said. You know, we're we appreciate Dana a little bit more than everybody else on the court, let alone what he does off the court. But Donovan Clay is one of the biggest difference makers in this league. I expect a jump from Mount Vernon native NJ Benson. They're just awesome. And those two freshmen are elite. We'll get to them more as we finish this off. No, let's segue to Murray State real fast. They, of course, have a lot of elite players back as well. We weren't sure on their best player. 
Rob Perry until he finally did come back, tested some waters. Noah, all four of their best players went to St. Louis with Steve Prome. Who else do they have new here quick? <clears throat> because they have a lot of guys that can put the basket or put the ball in the basket. And we'll see how that depth is. And we'll see how they are a big as well. Yeah, obviously returners, Rob Perry is the big one. He came back for another year. Uh Quincy Anderson's back. Uh Patrick Chu redshirted. Uh could potentially be a factor. Qu- Justin Morgan, Alden Applewhite, Brian Moore, uh, Sam Murray, who showed promising moments at uh, as a true freshman, Jacoby Wood. Um, then they added a lot of guys. Uh, Juco big man Malek Abdelgwad, an Egyptian from South Plains Community College. Nick Ellington, a 6'7 junior from Eastern Illinois. Um uh, a lot of guys like Sean Walker, six six guard from Mercer, and tr- spent time at Mercer and George Washington. Then some true freshmen, Fletcher Boatwright um, from down in Alabama, Laurent Rice from Dayton, Ohio. Um, then John McCreer from up in Detroit, Michigan. A lot of guys that interesting to see what Prom does um, in this new regime. Obviously, a lot of guys back that can impact the scene, but some new guys that are I find a little bit interesting. Yeah, I think like Justin Morgan and Sam Murray are going to take leaps after young guys. We they lost a couple freshmen. Uh, need they need Jacoby Wood to be better. He was a little inconsistent as well. He was awful against us. Sean Walker will score. Apple White's good. So again, they're they're really good when it comes to guards and forwards. It's just how they are at bigs. Whether that is Sam Murray, Justin Morgan playing power forward, uh, Nick Ellington being that kind of was, and then the Egyptian centers. You said they're an interesting team. We'll talk about where they're picked and kind of how it's a little bit surprising, but those. Four lead guards for them are obviously elite. Now let's talk about the team we thought. We'll get into how they're not the preseason number one team, the UNI Panthers. They have the best coach in the league. It's not close. Uh, his his you know resume speaks for itself. No, they have two elite players. They have just the best depth in the league. They are the best development in the league. They have really good freshmen. They added a guy in the portal that's going to play well for them. Noah, this team is just, uh, you know, it's kind of the Patriots, the Spurs, everything you expect from pro teams that are kind of the robotic awesome every year. They have, they were down last year because of their age, Noah, but this team is, of course, elite. We like them a lot. We know they're, they're going to win a lot of games. They kick off in an incredible empty that's going to battle test them, we think, for the Valley. What, what do the Panthers have to offer? Definitely. Obviously, we know Bowen Bourne is back. Titan Anderson back. Drew Daniel, a reserve big man. Chase Corbett, a reserve big man. Michael Duex coming off a big freshman year. Um, Trey Campbell coming off a solid freshman year. Cole Henry, Ige Pexari, Landon Wolf, Nate Heisey, who got hurt last year. Then the, the, the incredible portal addition in Jacob Hudson, that big man with losing – Austin Five, who's now on that staff, then adding guys um, freshman-wise is just, I say it again, this freshman class, unreal. R.J. Taylor, we were in on. Wes Rubin, we were in on a little bit. Um, Kyle Pox, another good freshman. I mean, this is really a really solid team and going to be one of the best Jacobson's had in a while overall. Um, interesting to see what those freshmen do, but this team is deep and with Bowen Bourne and Titan Anderson leading the way with those other really solid role players, they're going to be a problem. Yeah. Expect Trey Campbell to take a step, expect uh, Nate Heisey to be great because he was so good two years ago. He'll be so great again off injury. 
and just just how they are. They expect freshmen to play. Landon Wolf, who was a, a you know a all bench member, he'll be good off of his freshman year. And Duax is their third best player and incredible. I love. We loved them. As soon as the season was over, we said they will be picked first. They are amazing. They, yeah, they landed players we ran on. They are just incredible. Love what you and I has to offer. Uh, again, they're battle tested at the start of the year. We'll see how they are the rest, you know, all the season. Going to love watching them play. It's going to be hard for us. No doubt about it. Uh, Noah, let's end with this final team here in terms of what we talk about with these current teams. They are the beacons of Valparaiso. Roger Powell, former Illini, great you know, he's been around the block. He's learned from so many great coaches. This is a hire you want to have, and it's one that Valpo gets lucky with. We know Roger used to be on the staff there. He's familiar with it all. But, um, again, a, a team that desperately needs to just, you know, stay afloat if they're trying to. They were picked last for a reason, of course. Roger had to fill his, his team and staff later than anybody, obviously. You know, what's Roger have to offer in this team? Has a, a more familiar faces that we know as well. In a, in a year that's going to struggle for him, but, I mean, he's obviously a really good coach, and they'll show some fight, I would think, all year. Yeah, and as late as he had to fill a staff, I mean, the incredible staff he put together with, obviously, Pat Baldwin, who was at the, at the head coach um, at uh, Milwaukee, and his, his son, Pat Baldwin Jr., got to come there. Um, guy like that. Then Matt Gordon, who was under – Porter Moser at Oklahoma and Loyola stealing him from the university of Oklahoma is big. AJ Moy um, spent, spent some time in some, a former university of uh, Indiana player, but spent time in a lot of, a lot of good and trained some really good NBA players like DeMar DeRozan and Kyrie Irving and Markel Fultz guys like that. So just guys he put together, we knew Roger was going to put the heck, heck of a staff together. Um, but he got some guys to return. Jerome Paul, this, the big man, is back. Connor Barrett's back. Darius Diavaro. Um, those are the guys he got to return. Then he went to the portal in freshman class for these guys, for the other guys. Luol Manyang, who got hurt um, last year at Hofstra, but he's a 6'10 big man that could be really good in this league. Um, there, his first recruit, Ola Ajaboy, a Central Michigan transfer um, former teammate of Lance Jones, Jackson Edwards, who had a solid freshman year at Murray State. He got him. Um, then Isaiah Stafford, who I really like, a John A. Logan point guard, really good player. Then got a lot of freshmen. Lucas Scroggins, a 6'9 forward from Woodbridge, Virginia, and the Bosco Institute. Cooper Schwager, a 6'9 freshman from Mountain Overland, Kansas. Jahari Williamson, a 6'1 guy from Ontario, Canada. Um, some other guys, and a guy from Estonia, and 6'7 freshman Casper Sepp. Uh, then they got Anthony Siriani, he's a redshirt senior he brought in to walk on. Shem then another really good freshman. And Sherman Witherspoon, the fourth, 6'2 from Bowie, Maryland. Then another Juco guy. Um, he got to come off uh, a torn ACL over at Lakeland College, who plays John A in their conference, uh, 6'4 sophomore Luke Carroll. So really like this team Rodgers put together. Yeah, I like what they have to offer, too. I'm thinking that they're going to surprise some people in some games, kind of like Evansville did last year when you when you least expect them to. So, um, 
now Noah, that we're going through that. We'll go through what they have and like their toughest schedule or like stretches of their schedule. Like um, I think when the time comes and we just talk about what they're doing, what they have ahead kind of thing, we'll do that around, you know, throughout the season. I'm thinking let's segue now to this preseason poll. And there were even some, there were some, you mentioned what our non-con teams had talk about, well, I think you sent me as well. If you have those in front of you, just because I had them on here when we when we knew about them was, you know, Caesar Sportsbook had, you know, odds for everybody um, and what those were. And then I think Anthony Christensen had a tweet. I thought I saved it of what the Ken Palm preseason standings were. If you have those two, we can die. Then you can just read off quickly before we get to what they were. And then we'll just end this thing with what we have and what our awards and stuff are. Yeah, uh, Anthony Christensen put out the Kim Palm preseason. Uh, Drake was at 80, Northern Iowa at 98, Bradley at 99, Indiana State at 111, Murray State at 125, Belmont at 142, Missouri State at 145, Illinois State at 177, our Salukis at 188, UIC at 243, Valpo at 324 and Evansville at 332. Then Caesar Sportsbook did put out um, some some odds for betting. Uh, Drake is the favorite at plus 200, Bradley 280, Murray State plus 350. So, I mean, Vegas usually knows something. So, I don't know. You and I at plus 550, Belmont plus 800, Indiana State plus 800, Missouri State plus 1100 our Salukis at plus 1400 Illinois State plus 1800 UIC plus 2000 Evansville plus 3000 and Valpo at plus 4000 yeah uh Murray being up that high is kind of crazy uh, but that is in terms of betting it'd be nice to bet all this especially for the Illinois teams we know how that goes uh but that is always interesting because we always want to know what it is around tournament time and everything else so catch your odds while you can for who you like in that regard now Noah, this preseason poll that came out yesterday and media day we were waiting this we were actually maybe going to have our episode talking about what our picks would and then we talk about what they actually were on the next one but we knew it was going to be this week or either early next week of what this could be uh but no it's it's an interesting poll and you know, again, we'll talk about where we are and everything and the teams that are around us. But let's dive into, again, we talked about when we were mentioning you and I and going through their team, we were surprised they were not number one. That, of course, is the reigning uh, tournament champs, Drake Bulldogs. And again, it's they weren't too far off from one and two between them. 24 for first place votes for Drake, 19 for you and I. They were by far the top two. So it was really close amongst the Iowa schools. Uh, again, when you have the preseason player of the year on your team, again, the reigning one as well, it makes it all makes sense. So, no, those are the top two, which we're not surprised in. Bradley at three, no surprise there as well. Three first place votes. Uh, Indiana State at four, we mentioned how they are going to be pretty high uh, and that they are. Belmont right behind them, two point difference of total between four and five. Missouri State, the number six. With the one first place vote, we were trying to just mention who the heck could that possibly be. They are six. Murray is at seven. Uh, Illinois State Redbirds at eight. Of course, here we are. SIU at nine. Uh, again, amongst like Murray and Illinois State are the teams we expect to be fighting for those three spots right there. 
UIC at 10, Evansville at 11, and of course the Beacons at 12. Noah, what sticks out to you most about this? Obviously, I think you were talking about that number six team and who the heck voted them for one. We like what they have, but even about our standing, and we understand from the outside perspective where we're going to be placed, even if we don't like where it stands. I mentioned how the, the two teams in front of us, I think, are the ones who will be fighting for those couple of spots. You know, we'll say it next week, but we'll say it again. We expect to play on Thursday. If we don't, then you exceed the biggest of expectations there is. No, again, we kind of expected us to be this far now. Like I said, outside perspective, it all makes sense. But now, what are your initial thoughts of everything, including us, of this preseason poll? Yeah, obviously, Drake returning the player of the year and guys like Brody and guys that are just have been really good in that program so far. Um, then you and I, we, we went through there at team. So um, really interested. Obviously, obviously Vegas and the preseason poll has Murray at Murray pretty higher than a lot of people think. Um, it would be interesting. I wish they would put out um, all the voters and who they voted for because I would like to know that one play, first place vote for Missouri State. Um, maybe that guy has a future on him. So um, exactly. I mean, like you said, we expect to be probably fighting for that seven, eight, nine spot with um, Murray and Illinois State. Then anything above that would probably be overachieving. Six wouldn't be overachieving at the uttermost, but anything above that definitely would be. Yeah, with new players, it's realistic. It's nothing like, okay, yeah, we're downplaying ourselves, we're overplaying ourselves. It's it's exactly what it should be. We all agree to that. So. Noah, before we get into the teams, because then we'll, we'll just do this one by one of like, we'll say the first team, what they have, what we would have, and vice versa. Let's do our own preseason poll here. Like I said, it would have been nice to predict what it would have been to start compare, but this is how we think the season's going to go in this less than three weeks away and what will end up after the Valley season and what the seeding is for Arch Madness. I have you and I at one. I think they're just, I think they're too deep. I think they have guys that just know what to do, they know their roles. Um, you know, again, I'm so surprised they weren't first overall. Drake behind them, of course, you have great players. You expect to be that high. So Iowa schools do rule the top two. I just had them flipped. I do have Bradley at three. They have too good a coach and too deep. Like I said, they ruled the portal. Um, I have Missouri State at four. I just think you mentioned earlier, this could be the year Dana breaks through, and that's not to say they fully do. Uh, but, of course, you know, play a little bit more consistent. They have great players. They have – you know, returning and coming in. I love them. I was whatever on this five or six spot, and it's Indiana State and Belmont five and six for me. I mentioned how, you know, Indiana State just has too good an offense to stop. And whether, however, these new guys factor into that, we'll see. But they're going to be great in that regard again. They're going to end up, you know, they're just going to score 70 to 80 points a game. So, I was whatever on them, and of course Belmont. They have better, even they have better top players. Cade's better; he's top three player in the league, top five player in the league. But um, like I said, I maybe Belmont. If they, the only reason why I have them at six is if they're too top heavy. I don't expect them to be again. There's too many great coaches in this league, but I had Belmont at six. I had us at seven. Again, we'll talk more next week. I think you know, just from what I've seen, everything else. And until it's played out, I just think we will be better than people expect. It's only two spots where we were initially picked. Again, it's hard to compete with those teams in front of us. We'll see if that happens. But, Noah, again, with Illinois State and Murray, I have them right behind us. Illinois State at eight, Murray at nine. Again, Murray's got great guards. We'll see what else happens and where they get exposed in the league. 
and at the front court area. But Illinois State, I like it eight and nine. UIC at ten. Everything the ten through twelve is how I have it as well. UIC, Evansville, and Valpo. Again, that should be the case through the year. No, who do you have in your preseason? How different? I'm sure yours is different than mine. And uh, again, maybe one of us will be right near the end. Who you got? Yeah, mine is uh, a much different than yours. Uh, I got two teams higher than anybody else does, but or I have one team that's where they're picked in the preseason bowl. But I'm taking on just some kind of gambling odds to see the to see what they do and how they turn out. I do have Drake um, number one with Tucker back. I just think with him and Brody um, and those guys, they've entered with the portal i think just the machine they have will continue to roll um then the gamble i'm taking i have the belmont bruins making the number two spot i just think k tyson and that team with casey alexander um he's figured something out a year under his belt in this conference i think he's going to take that next step with that team and i really like their young players you and i at three uh i mean they could be easily one for me like you talked about but i do have them at three indiana state four I have Bradley slip in the five. I'm not sure exactly. Obviously, Malevi's going to get a lot of hype. Obviously, he'd probably be potentially deep defensive player of the year again. But um, what else do they have? Does I mean, can Duke Dean take a next step? And I'm just really – a lot of question mark with their portal additions. I mean, Thomas from Eastern Illinois, then a guy who barely played on the Nevada tournament team. I mean, I just don't know what they have. I know they have some talented freshmen. Missouri State at six. I have Illinois State at seven. I have us at eight. Murray State, nine. UIC, 10. I have Valpo, 11. That's kind of just some upside. New team, obviously new coach, and see what that regime. Then I just don't trust Ragland and his staff at Evansville. I think they'll finish bottom of the league again. Yeah, I'm glad that we're different. You know, we both have different perspectives on what teams are. I wouldn't expect us to really have the same. I don't think we ever honestly do, to, you know, to a point of of anything. You know, it's – it's. I mentioned crapshoot. That's what anything is. Everyone said on yesterday, who cares about the preseason poll? But, again, it's, it's what we even know, what we just dived into about what these teams have to offer until we see it, who the heck knows. So, again, I'm glad we're different on that. We'll see who's closest near the end. Always want to obviously have our own picks – Diving into these teams, we know the weirdness of why the first team is five and then second and third or six. What the league has here itself, like I said, we'll talk about that and then we'll and then we'll talk about uh, what we have after that. Noah, the first team, of course, are some of the best players in the league, as we'd expect. Bowen Bourne, Donovan Clay, the player of the year preseason, that's who I have. You can dive in if you have that as well. I'm sure you might. Uh, Malavai and Kate Tyson for the first team five. I have myself I – have, I have most of those players. I'm going to fill in a guy that replaces one of them. I have Bowen, Cade, Tucker, Malavai, and I'm I'm putting Robbie Avila in this. I think he he showed incredible signs last year to be – we joked, hey, is Kyler Filowich the next Cameron Crowley? No. The, anything that we've ever seen closest to him in that play style is Avila, and Robbie can shoot threes. He can pass so great. He's only a sophomore. He is incredible. He will lead the way for that team in multiple facets of why Indiana State is great. Of course, if, if they're going to add a center in this, it only makes sense. You could flip a coin in some sense with Brody. I have Robbie Avila making that first team. I think he's just going to explode. He's going to be a player of the year candidate in, in these next two years if he's not going to be this year. Noah, who do you have on first team? 
Yeah, no six team, no six guys on this first team, but there is six on second and third. So they might as they should have just went ahead and probably threw one of Brody Avila on this first team and put six on every team at this point. But I'm I'm one different. I have the same four with Bowen, Tucker, Cade, Malevi. Then I had Darnell Brody instead of Robbie. I think the Brody you saw down the stretch of last season and the Arch Madness then in March Madness is what we're going to see this year. More aggressive on offense and more involved. Yeah, he was red high. That can only carry him, you know, into the season. He came back for a multitude of reasons, but because he knows he can explode like how he finished last year. The second team that they have of the six. Titan Anderson, Robbie, Brody, yeah, both on the same team. Julian Larry on the second team. Rob Perry, of course, no surprise. And then Kenny Strawbridge, we know he made a team last year, Evansville's best player. You and I both said we're not really too, like, impressed with him in certain instances after watching him in person. We know he's talented. We know he can score. My second six is – very different. It's it's or I, in some facets, it's, it's crazy how they deem what some newcomers are coming into this league, uh, and a guy that put up 14 a game last year. I I think if Illinois State's going to be good, and he was there in St. Louis. I just I love Darius Burford. He was hurt. He had the mass last year. He put up numbers like I said, 14 last year. He's a top 10 in assists, and he's you know shoots the ball well. And so I just like him a lot. I expect him to play great. Mention how some other guards they have there. I'm going to have a bold prediction of having him be on the second team and leading the way for Illinois State. Like I said, 14 or more of what he could average this year. Ryan Conwell, to me, is incredible. I thought that anyway, but especially him coming into the league, I think if he can, we'll mention what newcomers are, that he can be as good in scoring to make a second team. He could he could score up to what Boss McCauley would have potentially around that number. We know Boss made a top team. Rob Perry, of course, is going to make this. Donovan Clay, I have second. He's going to lead that, lead the team. Titan Anderson, of course, and then this, this is where I had Brody on the second. Noah, what what six do you have? I only have five on my second team, uh, sticking with the standard five. I have obviously Rob Perry, um, Robbie Avila, Donovan Clay, Titan Anderson. Then I have a guy that's taking a big step in leadership and what he's going to do for his team. I have Xavier Johnson making this team. I think he just takes that. I would take him over Burford, Duke Dean, of all Julian Larry. I just think he takes that next step in scoring as well. And also I think his assist numbers go up. And I know we, we know he does defensively. Yeah, I mean, X has to be great for us to be good as we want to be clearly. Um, yeah, a lot of good guards in the league. I said, I think X is underlooked a little bit, but clearly, I mean, he made a team. He is on this third team, which again, I respect you doing the five. I almost did, but I said, I'll just do whatever the heck they're going to have. So X did make this third team with Darius Burford, with Duke Dean. Yes, those three guards themselves. Chance Moore, Toby O'Connor's an interesting one. And then Isaiah Swope, the newcomer, the guard for Indiana State. So they think he'll be even – he'll be better than what Ryan Conwell was. And maybe Swope, you know, he'll be that little pass that maybe he can find his way to doing better. But whatever he averaged at the OVC, I wouldn't think that would be much bigger here, even though he did it good against two Valley teams last year. That's an interesting one. Uh, I'm going to – my three is – is X, of course. I was going to have him on one of these regardless. Thought about second at one point like you did. I have Jacoby Gillespie on here. He's got to be the second best player on Belmont, true freshman last year. I think he takes a step and emerges on a third team. I would have him over a guy like Isaiah Swope, a guy that's know the league a little bit younger, but just as talented. 
I did have Kenny Strawbridge on here. If Evansville is going to be, you have them at 12. You mentioned the coach and what they could be. You know, they were, they won, went one and 19 last year and Kenny made a team. If, if they went a couple more than that and they're doing anything, Kenny's got to be good for them. I did have chance more. I agreed with that. You know, I kind of made this thinking, yeah, I mean, I can't really think of it much else. I do think chance is awesome. I think he's going to obviously be really good. I have him on here. Duax is, I love Michael Duax. He's on here for me. Then I put Kendall Lewis on here. I honestly was dangling Clarence Rupert. I was dangling some other people that I thought at the, like the bigger position. I did have Kendall Lewis. He's going to go out with a bang this year and be a reason why Illinois state's really competitive and kind of score more, do everything more, let them a rebounding, all that stuff. No, who's on your third. Yeah. Um, I got some different players. Um, I have the same players. I have chance more Strawbridge, and I do have Toby Akani. I think he makes a big step. Um, there at uh, UIC. Then I have Ryan Conwell. I know you had him on his second team. I think he makes that big leap. And a guy that's not getting talked about enough, I think uh, Connor Hickman, um, he takes that next step. I would vote him uh, to my third team over a Duke Dean. I think he's more valuable to that team than Duke Dean. Ballad, again, Duke Dean is – everything's interesting. Hickman is a top-five valuable player in, from a respective team in the whole league, I agree. Defensive now, Noah, uh, you know, they didn't have defensive on here. Of course, all they're going to have on here is the teams will fi- figure out at the end of the year what – obviously what these are. But my defense – I have Donovan win defensive player of the year. He never has. I feel like in his last year, he wants to do great things. It's weird how that team can be to where he has to be as great defensively as he has. Dana talked about him a lot. I think they could easily give it to Malibai again. Malibai's on my team, uh, but I think if they're giving it to somebody different, give it to somebody else elite, that's great. I got Don, and my team is Xavier, of course, Okani. You know, you mentioned taking a lead, definitely offensively. He'll stay great defensively. I do have, of course, Don Malibai, and I had Trey Miller on here. If we're going to have anybody else on these lists, you know, it'd be nice, of course, but just in general of knowing what Trey did, you know, as a true freshman in the passing lanes, he's everything we'll talk about next week. He's and we'll be tweeting about it. He's confident. He's aggressive. I think he can get in the passing lanes as well and be a reason why we have a lockdown backcourt. I think we'll have that this year. I like what Trey's bringing in that instance. It's obviously a bold thing. I think he's capable. Know who's on yours. Yeah, uh, my defensive player of the year is Xavier Johnson. Um, I have him leading the way for this team. Um, then I have Connor Hickman, who does his defense. I mean, Brian Wardle talks about it a lot, but I, I don't think it's talked em- enough around the league. Donovan Clay, Malavi Leones, and Titan Anderson. So that's my five. Um, I thought about a sneaky one. I don't know exactly um, but I think he can protect the rim. I thought about Brandon Lee at Illinois State, but I don't know exactly what kind of role he'll fill up there. Yeah, I like that. I, I thought about him in the back of my mind too, but yeah, we don't know how he's exactly going to be. Newcomer, Ryan Conwell is my newcomer of the year. If he comes in here, like I said, and averages close to what even uh, Boss McCauley did around that, if he's already showing it right now against a good Northern Kentucky team in that uh, scrimmage, Ryan Conwell is my newcomer of the year, and I have a team of him and Swope making it. I do expect Swope to live up to some things people are saying, but I'll have him on newcomer. I have Jordan Davis, like I said, coming from Wisconsin, expect to be one of, if not the leading scorer in Illinois State potentially. He is a really good shooter uh, coming from Wisconsin. It's like if he brings that pedigree here, he'll be really good for them. And then I have Ethan Roberts, and then Malik Dia is going to be arguably, you know, Belmont's third or fourth best player. Casey is raving about him. I think that's a good five. No, who do you have? 
Um, I also have Malik Dia as my big man on this team. Um, but then I got – I also have Ryan Caldwell as my newcomer of the year. Then I got – to round out my team, I have three Isaiahs. Isaiah Swope, you mentioned one of them, but the other two, Isaiah Rivera, Colorado State guy at UIC, I really like. Then another guy at Valpo. I think he's going to lead the way and potentially leading scorer for Valpo, Isaiah Stafford, the John A. Logan transfer. That's good. Most improved – um, mine's Jacoby Gillespie. I think I mentioned him earlier. If he makes a, a third team, what I have him on, I think he'll take a leap and be most improved, be that elite guard for Belmont leading the way. I have him, Connor Hickman. You mentioned everything. He is awesome. If he, if he is on a most improved team, he should be on a, at least a third team. I agree with that. I do think he'll explode and be that, uh, Brian Moore on here. I think Brian Moore could be, and it's not really a bold take on what they have. Could be uh, Murray second leading scorer. We I love what Brian Moore brings. Could have him take a step. Duax is great. Everybody already knows he is. If he take they they put even big names on this regardless. He's not of the ultimate big name just yet. I think he'll improve even more to make this team. And then I I put Darius Hannah on here to see if what he can do. He seems he he seems to get better each year. Hopefully this is the I say hopefully hopefully not against us. This is the year that he maybe explodes. Noah, what's on yours? Yeah, I have some of the same names. Um, I went with just because uh, it was kind of similar last year. I have Xavier Johnson leading this team. Obviously, the step he's going to take. Um, I do have. I think his scoring is going to go up enough. He can make this team. I have Dornell Brody at the big man position. Um, then I have Toby O'Connor. Obviously, he's got a lot on his shoulders for that UIC team to take that next step. Um, then I also have Connor Hickman on my team as well. A lot of options. A lot of options for a lot of these different categories. Noah Freshman, this is one I think we're we're definitely excited for. There's a lot of good freshmen you mentioned earlier. This could be one of the best in a long time. Last year's was phenomenal. This year's has a lot of talent, Noah. This is a name where, you know, some, you know, Chance and Alston were asked about teammates, about freshman teammates in, in St. Louis, and they mentioned two guys we talked about earlier. I'm really high on a guy because if he's coming from where he is and just in general, he has the, like, the legit four- or five-star kind of talent, heard good things already. It's 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 kind of bold, all depending on what his role can be. I have Tyler Bay winning freshman of the year. I think, again, if he's coming from overtime elite and he's amongst all those awesome talents – I saw something he had, he put up 20 something in a game and some like I think back in January or something. He's just really good. I think I'm gonna pull the trigger on him for freshman of the year. And I have Birch from Bradley, Kevin Overton from Drake, Chuck Bailey. If Evans was gonna be worth even a crap, if they're gonna have guys step up, how about the four or five star? I, I didn't have him on here at first. And then I have Tyler Bay, and then I have Orme from Belmont. You were going through a lot of their guys earlier. I looked him up a little bit. He's phenomenal as well, coming from his respective state. He's a stud that does it all, too. I went with him, and not to say I was ever going to edit and change it. I had other people on here. I just stuck with them with those Belmont great freshmen. Like I said, no, a lot of options. Which one did you end up going with? Yeah, we, we're different here as well. But a lot of freshmen, like you said, we went through ever all of them. But I have R.J. Taylor, a guy we were in on. I think he's the next up-and-coming of A.J. Green, Bowen Bourne. I think he backs up Bowen over Paxari probably this year. Um, I have Tyler Bay as well, but a couple other different guys. I have Almar Adelison from Bradley. I think the Iceland native really steps up and be really good for them. 
then uh, my freshman of the year, I have Ty Pence. I think he comes there ready to play for um, potentially Illinois State. It's probably a risk because they're deep at that position. But like Peden said, they recruited him for them to play. Then I have Kennard Davis. We don't. I think this is a gamble, but I, I think the role he's potentially could play on this team, he could really help. I mean, a guy I think of for Kennard for a type of freshman year it was a way different team, but I think of a Darius Bean type freshman year. And I think Kennard is better defensively than Darius and can really help this team. And I'm just taking a gamble on it. I had him on here initially just because we've heard great things. And that was in the last 24 hours of what we've heard about him and what we love about him. And I think, yeah, exactly. He's going to fill a role that's clearly he's not going to score even maybe five points a game, obviously, but he's going to bring those valuable things that helps us win, whether, you know, the league would look at that and say, oh, of course, that's valuable. We're going to put you on here instead of guys who average up to 10 points or something. But it is a gamble, but it's one that should, you know, be in the running with all of these guys, 100%. I'm glad we, you know, kind of agree on some. You mentioned I love all system from Bradley. If he's the one that's, takes over for Birch or not. Ty Pence is really good. I had him on the short list out. And then, yeah, R.J. Taylor for sure playing. You're right, filling that role. He will be ready-made. He was incredible in high school. So a lot of good options there, of course. And then Noah Coach of the Year, I just went with Ben Jacobson. I didn't really have a running of all this. It's too predictive who's who. Uh, I don't know when the last time Jacobson won. I guess it might have been just a couple of years ago. But hasn't won it recently. And just, again, if they live up to everything and be, like, dominant, like maybe they would in some facets expect it to be. I'll go with Jake, Noah. If yours, and then you might have some that, like, fill in second or third if you do, but who's your coach of the year? I do have Casey Alexander. I have them finishing second and taking that jump. I um, mean, when losing a guy like Ben Shepard, I think that team, if they take that jump, I have them. <laughs> I think it's he runs away with it. Um, then an, a, another – another, uh, Another award that is probably our final award, but forgot to oh, mention. Oh, bench team. I yeah, uh, I didn't put a yeah. I put six man. He was my fifth. Okay. He was my fifth guy on my most improved team. I forgot to mention him, but he's my sixth man of the year, and I think he takes a big step. And that's Connor Enright. Great one. That is a, because it's hard to predict who starts who, whatever. That's almost an impossible one to predict, of course. So I'm glad I didn't really think of that. But to think of one guy that come off the bench that we know of, that'll be good. I like that pick. It's hard for me to really pick one at this moment. Maybe again, if we see like Trey Campbell emerge or somebody like that to like be that, it's tough to stay on the spot as it stands. Uh, but yeah, there it is. There's our picks, something we always enjoy doing. Um, you know, ahead of a season to where there's a lot of stuff that could happen, a lot of good players coming in here in every facet who can remain and be competitive. Uh, Noah, your final thoughts after this long episode, but it was a good episode. Yeah, absolutely. Fun diving into each and every team and seeing the preseason poll. And it just makes you more excited for the, the season. And um, we'll be coming to you guys probably next week for our overall just SIU preseason outlook and potentially I think we talked about maybe down the road Kentucky State preview and we know that's not really a big game but maybe we find out we played a scrimmage and we'll come to you guys but excited for the season obviously football is headed towards the end of the season potentially down the road here but in the middle of football and full things but talking about basketball I mean, this is a basketball school, and it hasn't been where it needs to be in for a long time. So excited for the new players and see how it ends up. Yeah, again, and it's crazy how it's less than three weeks away. It'll be here before we know it. It is exciting. 
Um, no doubt. And we will talk about reasons why we're excited, pros and cons, all the stuff we always do. But it's a different one, clearly, than what in previous years. There's a lot of certainty going into previous years going in. A lot of new players to obviously dissect and see what they have to offer for this team. That is pick ninth. We'll see if we prove people wrong. We'll dive into it probably next week. Yes, and our full SIU 2023-2024 season preview. So, for Nick Malone. No alerts. See you guys then. As always, go Ducks.